Welcome and thank you so very much for joining us on today's podcast of Making a Difference Through Mentorship, where we believe and have learned that you make a difference one life at a time. As we have discussed in the previous two podcasts, today's podcast is part three of five parts with the title or theme, Factors for a Peace-Filled Mind. And let me just briefly remind you of a factor. A factor or factors for the purpose of this podcast can be defined as circumstances or conditions that bring about a result or outcome. A factor can also be an element or something that makes a thing what it is. Factors can be positive or negative. It depends on our viewpoint of the circumstances of the elements or the things that make a thing what it is that can produce negative or positive results or outcomes. As we've shared with you previously, each week in this five-part series, we will use a particular word that provides the platform for our uh, discussion of principles and precepts that we believe can make a difference in people's lives. Today's word concerning the reason why a person's mind may not be filled with peace is perception. Perception includes the five senses, touch, sight, sound, smell, and taste, which provides us with the awareness of a thing. This concept also includes our ability by which we see, view, and decide, or what we identify about our environment, people, and relationships, or how we view the world. It's all based on our perception. In 2 Kings, the sixth chapter, the king of Syria is looking for Elisha the prophet. It has been discovered that Elisha is in the city of Dothan. The king sends troops and they surround the entire city of Dothan. Elisha's servant looks out the window and sees that they are surrounded and they are in trouble. This was the servant's perception of the factor of being surrounded by the army how he saw the matter, the circumstances, the situations, that which made him troubled because of the factors of how he saw the army and the surrounding being surrounded uh, and unable to look beyond what he saw or perceived. Elisha, the prophet, looks out the same window but but does not see or does not perceive what his servant perceived. Elisha saw the same thing, but he did not see it the same way. Elisha's mind was at peace because of his perception of the situation, the factors, the circumstances, that which made the the environment what it was. Elisha says to his servant in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, Do not be afraid, for they that are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prays and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes, talking about his servant, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened Elisha's servant's eyes and he saw what Elisha saw. What Elisha's servant saw, his perception was changed, that the mountain was full of horses and war wagons of fire all around Elisha, he had a change of his perception. No matter what the circumstance or situation we encounter in life and ministry, as we place our faith and hope in God, he will change our perception and open our eyes that we may see that there are more with us. As Paul declares in Romans 8 and 31, 
What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Knowing that God is for us keeps our minds at peace, no matter what circumstance or situation or factor we may encounter. Bad news cannot rob us of our peace of mind when we know that God is for us. Difficulties on the job with co-workers in our homes and yes, even in our churches cannot rob us of our peace of mind when we know that God is for us because our perception, vantage point, viewpoint is God is greater than whatever we may encounter. In Mark chapter 8, beginning at the 23rd verse, Jesus lays his hands on a blind man and asks him, do you see anything? Do you perceive anything? Verse 24, the man looked up and said, I see people. I perceive people. They look like trees. They look like trees walking around. Verse 25, then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. He looked this time with his eyes wide open. His sight was restored and he could see everything clearly. What we see in this passage is that there are times in our lives that sometimes we will need Jesus to lay his hands on us again in order for us to see, in order for us to perceive things clearly. Jesus laying his hands a second time on the blind man's eyes is the perfecting, the maturing of seeing as God sees or a picture of spiritual growth. Paul speaks of this truth in Philippians 1 and 6 when he says, He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Seeing ourselves as God sees us keeps our mind at peace. This good work is through the presence of God's Spirit who dwells within us. The work begun by God is a good work. That is, it is a work that radically changes the life of the believer. In the Passion Translation of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at the latter portion of the 16th verse, God says, So then from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one, Jesus Christ. But no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Verse 17. Now, if anyone is enfolded and grafted into Christ, he has become, she has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order or ways of things has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Through the prophet Isaiah in the 65th chapter and the 17th verse, God says, Behold, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and the former things of life will not be remembered or come to mind. To behold carries the meaning of opening up your eyes, a change of your perception. The former things of life will not be remembered or come to mind. What hindered you and I yesterday will not be remembered or come to mind. The heartache or heartbreak, the drama and the trauma, the problems of the past. God says the former things of life will not be remembered or come to your mind. In other words, God is saying, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Because he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What God has commissioned us to do, he gives us the authority and power to accomplish. The sky is never the limit for the believer. When we change our beliefs and perceptions, the world of possibilities open up. We have to retrain our brains to know, not guess, 
We have to retrain our brains to know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. There is no doubt that we're living in a very troubled world. From children shooting and killing adults in Chicago just a couple weeks ago to a road rage shooting death of a six-year-old in California. And as the people of God, you and I are not exempt from living in this very troubled world. A pastor that I know was recently arrested for exercising his First Amendment rights of freedom of speech by preaching the gospel on the street corners of Austin. He did not violate any laws. He did not stop anyone on the streets and harass them. He simply was preaching the gospel and accused of criminal trespassing on a public street and arrested. Yet this man of God is determined to fight the good fight of faith. His perception is that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. He has a mindset of resilience. Psychologists define resilience as the process of adapting well. Let me say that again. Resilience is the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress. A mindset of resilience is the mindset of an overcomer, which means to prevail, to rise above, to conquer. We began today's devotion by today's podcast by defining perception, which includes the five senses, touch, sight, sound, smell, and taste, providing us with awareness. This concept also includes our ability by which we see, view, and decide what we identify about our environment, people, and relationships, or how we view the world. We discussed briefly Elisha's perspective concerning being surrounded by the Syrian army in the city of Dothan, as he says to his servant in 2 Kings chapter 6, don't be afraid. In other words, don't let your mind be filled with fear by what you see. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. When we allow peace, the peace of God to fill our minds, we will know him as Elroy, the God who sees and watches over you and me. We will know him as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our God that provides for us. We will know him as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our God who is our peace. So no matter what we see in the natural, when we see as Elisha saw in the spiritual, they that are with us are more than those that are with him. So Lord, let us pray. Open up our eyes that we may see. And as Elisha prayed that prayer, the Lord opened up his servant's eyes and he saw what Elisha saw because Elisha's servant, his perception was changed. And he saw that the mountain was full of chariots of fire and the angel and the angels of God encamped round about them. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. No matter what the circumstance or situation we encounter in life and ministry, as we place our faith and hope in God, he will change our perception and open our eyes that we may see that they that are with us are more than they that be with them. We, did, we can declare confidently what Paul declared in Romans 8 and 31. What shall we say in response to these things? What things? Whatever things come to hinder, harm, harass, or distract us from fulfilling the purpose of God. What then shall we say in response to the things that people uh, do against us? How the circumstances of life will attempt to drag us down like quicksand in life. 
But what shall we say to these things, the things that people do against us and set us up or say against us? Bad news won't make us change our minds when our minds are filled with peace. What then shall we say in response to these things? What things? The troubling circumstances that remain in our nation today. The troubling things that people do when we consider how many of us would have ever thought on January 6th of this year there would ever be an insurrection in America, in our nation. And all along, these people lived amongst us. These are people whose minds are filled with the plots, ploys, and plans of the enemy, where they believe that they are entitled to do whatever they want to do that will sometimes cause conflict and separation and segregation. But you and I, what shall we say to thee in response to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Racism, segregation, separation, sexism, whatever circumstance that is in the world that's contrary to the will of God. What shall we say in response to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Having the mind of Christ gives us feet like hinds feet that makes us to walk upon the high places of his will where all things are under our feet and makes us to walk upon the high places. So when we know that God is for us, who or what can be against us, which includes negative experiences or negative thoughts that will ring your doorbell, that will email or text you consistently and constantly. When we keep our minds stayed on him as the prince of peace and the increase of his government of peace will have no end, that's when we know that we are more than conquerors. And to be more than a conqueror is to be able to stand on top, knowing that we got more power than the enemy. So God reminds us in Luke 10 and 19, behold, I give you power over serpents and scorpions, over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. The lies, the deceptions, the things that people say about you or do to you. If they talked about Jesus, they go talk about you and me. But when you recognize what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And knowing that God is for us keeps our minds at peace, no matter what circumstance or situation we may encounter. So we have the opportunity to make the choice to live above the common freight of this world's everyday gravity of negativity. I choose to be light in a dark world. I choose to be salt in a world that needs to be preserved because I am standing on top with all things under my feet. How so? Because I'm standing in the promises of God where he said, I will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on me. I'm not going to keep my mind stayed on the problems. I'm not going to keep my mind on the struggles, the stress, the strain, the problems, the, the things that try and distract my mind. I'm going to remind my mind to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I refuse to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind where there is a metamorphosis, metamorphosis a transformation in the way that I think, the way that I think about the pressure, the way that I think about the problems, I can flip the script because God says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. 
And because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, I can declare that the devil is defeated and God is exalted. I say again, because our confession becomes our possession. The devil is defeated and God is exalted. And a third time, the devil is defeated and God is exalted. When you take on this mindset, when you concretize in your mind that the devil is defeated and God is exalted, no weapon that's formed against me shall ever be able to prosper. It doesn't mean that they won't form, but they shall not prosper because God has made me more than a conqueror. I'm standing on top with all things under my feet. And this year, God's favor, I'm confessing it afresh and anew. God's favor is on my life. And with the favor of God, God will bring honey even out of your rock. The rock represents hardship and adversity. The rock represents the things that people have done or are trying to, are trying to do against you, to discourage you, to disappoint you. The rock is those things that we sometimes even think about ourselves. But God says, I'm going to bring honey out of your rock. I'm going to bring sweetness out of your hardness. And when we believe it and receive it, no matter what the problem, no matter what the pressure or pain may be, Jesus said, all things are possible if you and I only believe. These are factors for a peace-filled mind. So today, my prayer for you, sir, my prayer for, ma for you, ma'am, is that God will change your perception, that God will show you that they that be with you are more than those that are against you. And as Jesus said in Mark 9 and 29, all things are possible if you and I only believe. These are factors for today and every day. These are factors for a peace-filled mind.